Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. All right, so uh, you want to just jump right into it, and we'll kind of get at it, because I, I have a feeling I know what you want to talk about today. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's one thing in particular, but that one thing sort of branches out into like a dozen other things, you know, because the bullshit just continues to grow and grow by the day. It's I, I remember, I think it was like around Christmas time, the first time you and I spoke, and I had thought at that point we had reached peak insanity. And I was like, I cannot believe where we are. There's no way this is going to get worse. You know, eventually people will, you know, find their sanity and will start to move, hopefully in some sort of proper direction. But no, things have just continued to spiral out of control and get worse and worse and worse. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. I, I am terrified to think about where we'll be a year from now. And like the craziest thing about it is science be damned, right? Like, it doesn't matter what any of the actual statistics, what any of the actual, like, I, I swear Monday, I saw at least three articles from different, like, you know, media publications that are, you know, supposedly reputable uh, news sources talking about how there, there is no significant evidence of breakthrough cases and that the vaccinated are not getting sick. When the CDC is almost on a weekly basis releasing reports contrary to that, like, do people, no, I, I already know the answer to it, like, most people don't do their own research, and uh, let's talk about doing your own research, because that's something yeah. that has pissed me off, is all the, what? you can't do your own research, you're not a doctor, you're not a scientist, like, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm not the one who's doing the research, I am just finding very publicly available stuff that is a crit like by uh it's peer-reviewed it's by extremely credible reputable doctors and scientists who are actually doing this stuff like no uh, yeah i'm not conducting experiments i'm not doing my own research but i can you know i can read the research that those people are doing right yeah it's like okay i'm not a doctor you got me i'm not a scientist you got me but I'm a person with a brain who knows how to read. I know when someone who has consistently lied to me and gets absolutely everything wrong, and there's other people who are saying something different and they have a much better track record, I can use my brain and my free will as a person to make assessments as to which person it probably makes more sense to listen to. And that's essentially the things that you, people like you and myself are doing, where, you know, it's just amazing like and it goes back to like just just people not 
really, you know, they'll, they'll criticize you and I for going off and doing our research, but these are the same type of people who, you know, Dr. Fauci or uh, Rochelle Walensky, they can go on CNN and they can make it explicitly clear. Uh, you need to, even if you're fully vaccinated, start wearing your mask because those who are vaxxed are just as likely to get and spread COVID-19 as people who are unvaxxed. And then literally five minutes later, Don Lemon can get on and start lecturing the people who are unvaxxed, calling them genocidal monsters who deserve to be discriminated against because they're killing people. And the vast majority of people who watch that, they can just take that in and not find anything wrong with it whatsoever. They can go on social media and start shaming people who are unvaxxed as being responsible for everything bad that's happened. So yeah, I see something like that happen. It's obvious flaming bullshit that is staring me directly in the eye. And I say, well, there's other extremely qualified and acclaimed and credentialed doctors who are not only saying something other than what Fauci is saying, but they have a much better track record of getting things right than the you know uh, anointed authorities that we're supposed to be listening to. So I am going to use my ability to think and my ability to read as a person, and I'm going to make assessments as to which of those camps I should listen to. And I don't know why people think that's such an issue. They expect you to just listen to whatever corporate media tells you, whatever the TV tells you. It doesn't matter how obviously full of shit these people are or how much they're lying. You were supposed to shut up and mindlessly take your marching orders from people. Consequences be damned. And on the topic of the, uh, you know, the ones who were supposed to trust, like we've talked about it before, but like, if you look at Anthony Fauci, go back to the eighties with the AIDS thing and the, the uh, treatment that he was recommending and backing ended up being way more harmful than it was good. And then you look at uh, what was it? It was, it's, it hasn't been that long ago. It's been within the last 15 to 20 years, the, uh, the Theraflu thing where like he really pushed that the government needed to like stockpile Theraflu because it was supposed to be this like uh, wonder, wonder flu treatment. And I can't remember what the, it might've been around bird flu or swine flu or something, but Theraflu was supposed to be like the treatment that would end this thing. And then literally every study showed that it did absolutely jack shit. So the government had just like dumped money into buying all of this Theraflu to provide to all of these doctors and hospitals and stuff so that they could, you know, fight off a, a wave of flu for a product that didn't fucking work at all. Like there was literally no evidence that it does anything. And, uh, <laughs> and that like, that was what he was backing. And even after the evidence came out, like even after Every single clinical trial came out and showed that at best you might get 24 to 48 hours shorter on your symptoms than if you hadn't taken it, uh, you know, for something that's going to last three days anyway. <laughs> like even after all of the evidence came out, he continued to double down and back that it was a good decision and that, that not only should should uh, or was it the right decision, but we should be pouring more money into buying up surpluses of that and making sure that we're well stocked on it so why do people think that it's going to be any different with like literally when literally everything that he has backed for the entirety of his career has been whatever was good for the pharmaceutical companies and damn the science what makes you think this is going to be any different 
It's it's not. And and you know what you were saying about Deraflu, there's a stunning correlation between that and the vaccines because they were adamant all throughout May and June. And don't let these motherfuckers gaslight you into pretend into pretending that they never said anything that they did. Fauci and Walensky were all over corporate media saying if you get vaccinated, you are virtually guaranteed to not get sick and to not spread the virus. And they were also adamant that only the people who are at most need would need it. Uh, once we reach a certain threshold of people who are vaccinated, then we can get back to normal. Now it's, well, uh, we never said that the vaccines would stop you from preventing it. Bullshit. Yes, you did. We never said that the vaccines would stop you from spreading it. Bullshit. Yes, you did. And now they're saying, oh, it's not good enough that just a handful of you need to get vaccinated. Every single one of you, regardless of age, risk or natural immunity needs to get vaccinated, even though we keep telling you that it doesn't even prevent transmission and you're a terrible person if you don't get vaccinated. We're not going to talk about the fact that these vaccines, despite what they keep telling us, that they're completely safe. No, they're fucking not. The the VAERS report clearly points this out, that these are much more dangerous to to people than any other vaccine that's ever come to market. And, you know, if you're a 13-year-old kid and you're healthy, the chances of you dying from COVID-19 are practically zero. So even if, you know, you can make the argument, well, the chances of you, something happened, you taking this vaccine are very, very minuscule. Okay, fine, but minuscule is greater than zero. And the government does not have the right to tell you, you have to take something and inject it into your body when there is no benefit whatsoever to taking it. And I cannot believe that I have to explain to people who call themselves Americans that the government telling you, you need to inject yourself with an unproven experimental vaccine at the expense of taking away your basic liberties is an incredibly dangerous precedent to set. Even if this vaccine was everything that they claimed it was, okay, which it's clearly not, there's no debating that at this point, it's still an unbelievably dangerous precedent to take. And to all these left-wing maniacs who are just worshiping at the feet of the pharmaceutical companies, which is just insane to see like anti-capitalist, anti-corporation leftists just prostrating at the feet of like the worst, most unethical corporation that has ever existed. And like everyone universally agreed these were the worst people on the face of the earth. Just two years ago, they paid out the biggest lawsuits in history for for faulty products in the past. And those are products that actually went through proper testing, unlike these vaccines. Now you have all these same people just bowing down and kissing the feet of these corrupt psychopaths and uh, it's it's just incredible to watch. I don't know what to make of it. COVID has made everybody just go completely full on retard. It's unbelievable to watch. Have you seen? So there's a. I posted it. Might might be a week ago. Uh, it was a thing from the New Jersey Department of Health or something that talked about how uh, it's not an untested vaccine. That it's not new, and they didn't rush it to market. That there was all this. Uh, there was all of this uh, research that was done since like 2001 or something, whenever uh, uh, I think it was bird flu, maybe but the original SARS variant or whatever that kind of kicked it all off, you know, 20 years ago, that there was all this research done in between. And that's how this vaccine came to market so quickly. And it's like, okay, did any of y'all bother to actually look at, all of the yeah. the research and the trials not. that were run for that 20-year period. Clearly not. Oh, my God. Uh, the death rates in all of these trials were astronomical. Like, most of these trials were wholeheartedly abandoned because they were such failures. Not, be, not yeah. only, because not only did these vaccines in the animal trials and stuff 
not prevent the virus, as soon as a variant like the Delta virus or the Delta variant, as soon as a variant was introduced, it actually made it worse, like exponentially yeah. worse yeah. to the point that like yeah. what there was the one trial with cats or ferrets that literally every single one of them died. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Your 20 years of research was just a series of uh, amazing success. Clearly <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the shit I'm going to trust for, for this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's one thing, you know, they keep saying, oh, it was 20 years of research. Yeah, 20 years of research that resulted in nothing but epic failures. I mean, there's a reason after 20 years of research, they never made any progress with it. And what's, uh, I mean, I don't want to freak anyone out, but like it's it's at the point where we can't ignore it anymore. Now, you talked about how, you know, once they injected the animals with the vaccine and then once they reintroduced it to a vir- the virus to see how effective the vaccine was, they all started dying. Uh, if you look at what's currently going on in Israel, they were the first nation to roll out mass vaccination programs. Uh, so they're like a couple of months ahead of everyone else. So they're a good country or the best country to watch to see what potential trends we can expect from Israel. And if you remember a few months ago, all of the all of the, the CDC and Fauci and all the corporate media, they were hailing Israel as a success. This is why everyone needs to get vaccinated. Look at how good Israel's been. Israel, over the last couple of months, they've had a worse outbreak than they've had at any point during the entire pandemic. And the majority of people who are winding up in ICUs and dying are fully vaccinated. Okay, let me repeat that. They have a worse outbreak than they've had at any point in the pandemic. And the majority of people winding up dead and in ICUs are fully vaccinated. And if you relate that to what was going on in the trials, that is some seriously frightening shit going on. Now, I am hoping in a completely optimistic sense, maybe Israel's an outlier. Maybe there is some unforeseen reason why this is happening and it won't happen anywhere else. Okay. And I, I'm, as we've said earlier, I'm not a doctor. I haven't done these studies. I'm going to not, I'm not going to make any scientific predictions as to what's going to happen. But if you just draw some correlations between what happened with the uh, MRNA trials for 20 years and what's currently going on in Israel, there is reason at the very least to be very concerned with what may be coming down the pipe. And especially since you have all of these doctors and nurses and healthcare workers being laid off for not taking this experimental vaccine. They kept talking about potential hospitals being overwhelmed all throughout uh, the course of this last year and a half, which never happened, by the way. And that was never the case where an entire community of hospitals was completely overwhelmed and ran out of resources. If they keep laying off part of their staff and what happened in Israel starts happening everywhere else and the vaccines are contributing, holy shit, this is going to be worse than anything coronavirus itself would have ever done. Speaking of the hospitals, I can't remember. I can't remember uh, where it was, but I saw it. Like I saw it, it was a, a news article, but it did a uh, an analysis of a uh, like a handful of overwhelmed hospitals, and the yeah. uh, the COVID cases uh, were like nineteen percent of the total ICU uh, occupancy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's funny because I've been I started working for him a few months ago. Uh, Eric Larson does a show called The Paradox. And Eric's a he's he's a professor at uh, Michigan State University. And he's also an anesthesiologist like he works in hospitals and in the in the hospital system. And in, and his show, they talk about 
stuff medically related all the time. And one of the things that he talks about is like, yes, ICUs are always full. Like they don't, it's a business. They, they don't, they're not structured around not having the beds full. Like that's yeah, kind of right. the idea. If, if the ICU is completely empty, then your hospital is going to fail. Like you're going to go out of business. Like, right. So they, they prop this up as, you know, ICUs are full. They're supposed to be like, that's the way that the the system is deliberately designed so that they will be. And if they're not full, then they shut down wings so that they, and they lay people off so that they can be full. Like they all, they keep capacity and they always make sure that they're operating in like a a 70 to 80% capacity range. And if it ticks above like 85, then they'll, they'll start to ramp stuff back up or they'll open up wings that have been shut down or like they do other things. But anytime they're talking about like capacity limits and stuff on these hospitals, that's, it's a, it's using statistics, you know, statistics that are true in and of themselves, just looking at, you know, the number itself, but it's using statistics to manipulate the truth and to lie in a convincing way. And I mean, that's, yeah. Anybody who's good at statistics can do it. Like it's not something that's hard. If you know how to read stats and, and how to, you know, cherry pick stuff, you can come up with ways to make everything seem like it's the end of the world. But when you yeah. actually like blow it up and look at it from the thousand foot view, it's like, Oh, like this is literally the same thing that they've reported every year. Uh, even yeah, there, you can pull news, newspaper articles from 2010, 2012, 2007 just from random places all over the country where they talk about their hospital ICU capacity being almost full and that there's a shortage of nurses and doctors like that's been going on for 30 years it has nothing to do with COVID that's the way the system operates right yeah I mean there's a famous book called how to lie with statistics where you know it teaches you how to do all this stuff and I guarantee you every single politician and bureaucrat and probably media journalist has read that book and they use uh they use the tactics uh taught in that book to, to their advantage but yeah so i mean like what you were saying it's i think uh icus normally operate at about 80 percent. like that's the baseline and like during a flu season for example it's very common that they'll go up to about 95 percent. so if you see a headline in the new york times for example where it says icu capacity and so and so is 95 percent full people are going to panic but they completely leave out the context that there's actually nothing in order. There's nothing ordinary about this uh, whatsoever. So um, uh, what was I going to say? There was something else I wanted to touch on in regards to that. Uh, it slipped my mind, whatever. Maybe you'll come back to me. Oof. It's, it's, see, it's funny because this was actually something that I had gotten into an argument with somebody about a year ago because uh, it was a friend and he kept sending me all these links to articles about how the ICU in these different, like different places in Texas were overflowing. And so then yes, I, pulled, yeah. I just pulled the exact, so then I pulled the exact same link from 2010 and 2013 from these same hospitals, like same part of the country, same hospitals, everything I'm like, okay, like this this if you look at like and if, if you open it up and actually look like if you take just, just take two fucking minutes to read the article they actually have more people in the icu in 2013 and in 2010 than are in it right now so ha- yeah. how are they yeah. at capacity and overfilled and like 
borderline having to turn people away when the same you know, same article was run 10 years ago and if you look at the numbers there were actually more fucking people in the hospital then than there are now like yeah yeah you know, i remember 2000 2017 was a really bad flu season i think in new york where they, they had to start uh setting out beds in the hallways right and like no one made a big deal out of it because there was no COVID hysteria to push i mean if that happened now god forbid i can't even imagine what the media coverage would look like but i, I remember what i wanted to say so like oh it'd um, be the end of the world in, they'd, they'd have pictures of the refrigerator trucks where they're dumping all the dead bodies yeah of course of course which was total propaganda never fucking true by the way i don't know if people realize that yet um but so, yeah, anyway, New York in spring of 2020, when we had like our biggest peak, um, and to be completely honest, there were a couple of hospitals that were like at full capacity and were like, from what I understand, the staff was really overworked, but it was like one or two hospitals in, in like the Bronx and Queens. It wasn't like the entire Bronx or New York City uh, healthcare system was on the verge of collapse. I mean, they spent billions of dollars like making these extra resources using army ships and uh, the U.S. Open Arena. I think they treated two patients in the U.S. Open Arena that they spent like $40 million to uh, to create all these makeshift hospitals and they treated like two patients. So they just wasted money preparing for, for uh, you know, this this onslaught of, of coronavirus patients that, that never came. So yeah, central planning fails once again. What a surprise. But another thing that like uh, the media will do that's just so slimy is they'll take quotes completely out of context. So they can talk to a doctor, for example, at a hospital and, you know, wherever, and he can say something along the lines of, you know, we're totally fine right now. We have the resources, but if X, Y, and Z happen, then it could get very bad. And they'll take that last part of what he said, and they'll put it in the headline, uh, New York City doctor, it could get very bad. And they'll lead with that. And what's amazing is if you actually read the article sometimes, they'll admit like towards the end that the whole thing is completely bullshit. They suck you in with these headlines. And since most people don't even read the headlines or don't even read the articles, they just read the headline and then they move on. They take that in and then they just get into this panic over absolutely no reason whatsoever when the article will admit, you know, somewhere in the middle or towards the end that they're completely they're completely overreacting. I don't remember if you, um, I don't know if you remember the story about the 30 year old Texan who apparently died after attending a COVID party. And his last words on his deathbed were, I thought it was a hoax. Do you remember? It was like summer of 2020. And it was just like the most, it was just on its face. It seemed like it was so ridiculous. It was just too perfect for like the branch COVIDians. And in like the fourth paragraph of the New York Times article, they even said like no one's been able to confirm who this guy was like no friends or family members have come forward and said who he is or, you know, no one's been able to confirm whether or not the party even took place. And it's like, OK, well, then fucking journalist, why are you running the story? You are not supposed to run a story unless you can confirm it with at least one or two sources. I know that and I'm not a journalist. And you're apparently not a journalist either. You're a lying propagandist scumbag who has no ethics whatsoever and are just doing the establishment's bidding. It's so disgraceful to watch the way these so-called journalists conduct themselves. Have you seen the, it's been, it's probably been a month ago now, uh, but it's circulated pretty, pretty quickly. There was the, uh, the, the doctor that, or nurse that posted about the unvaccinated patients uh, dying and, wishing that they saying that they wish they had gotten the vaccine and like they guess it was bullshit there was no corroboration for that whatsoever like in fact of course not 
I think there, I think there might've even been people who knew this person and also worked at the hospital. And so that's literally never happened to anybody. Like nobody, <laughs> of said, course it nobody didn't. said that. Of the, course it didn't. Yeah. Like, it's all bullshit. Well, and it was also, it was also, that was, that was around the same time when they were saying like 99% of people who are dying are unvaccinated, but it turns out they were taking those statistics from January and February when virtually no one was fully vaccinated. So they were completely manipulating the statistics to, to make you seem that these vaccines were working. And uh, I don't know, maybe these vaccines do work for like a couple of months. That's That still remains to be seen, but a couple of months is the maximum. It's and th There's a reason they're already talking about booster shots, what, six months after the mass vaccination program rolled out? They're already talking about booster shots. And how long do you think it'll be before they start saying the booster shots are going to be mandatory and they're going to be directly tied to your vaccine passport app? And if you don't have your latest booster shot, you're not going to be allowed to go into a restaurant or a coffee shop or wherever the hell you want to go. And a lot of the if you if you really look at the statistics that they're using, like, again, you know, getting back to to the statistics side of stuff. But if you really look at the statistics that they're using for a lot of this stuff where they're saying how effective vaccines are and how uh, and like how the people, such an overwhelming percentage of the people who are getting sick and are dying or unvaccinated, if you look at it, they're still pulling numbers like th this. They're not treating it like a seasonal flu. Like they haven't, they never said, okay, like, you know, you saw the dip. So the season ended. So now it's time to start the new season because that's what we're, you know, recycling back into. That's, it's a seasonal virus, but they're, they're just right. taking from the very start all the way to now and counting everything. So naturally, 99% of the deaths were going to be unvaccinated because for 12 months of that, there wasn't a vaccine. Right. So, you know, <laughs> right. like it, it's, or like when they talk, they, uh, I, I think I actually talked about it on a video a couple weeks ago that uh, cases had increased by 70%. Over the last two weeks, it's like, okay, uh, a 70% increase accounts for 300 total additional cases. Like it, it wasn't, yeah. It, okay, yeah, 70% increase. Ooh, scary. Uh, the actual number is 300, like 300 people in a another, population. Another way they lie million. with statistics. Right, yeah, right. Another it's way like, they lie with statistics. Yeah. Yeah, it's 300, not 300,000, like 300, just the two zeros. So yeah, like 70% increase. That sounds terrifying. 300 people in the, you know, population of 330 million. That's what, 0.001%. Okay. It's like, negligible. Yeah. Right. And more people that more people than that died in car accidents yesterday. Like, I, I know, I know. Yeah. There's no, there's no context whatsoever. Um, and you know, they're, they're having a field day right now because it's, as you said, it's very seasonal and like the, the hotter states tend to get hit in the summer and the colder states get hit in the winter, right? And I've seen someone suggest that's because that's when most people stay inside uh, relative to where they live. Like people in the hot states stay inside mostly in the summer. People in the colder states stay inside mostly during the winter. So right. you're seeing if you all lived the in the Mississippi today. Delta in August, like if you're outside, you have a pretty good chance of dying anyway. Like you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I live in New York and I can tell you, I avoid being outside in January and February as much as I possibly can because I hate it. Um, so yeah, they're having a field day right now because like Florida and Texas are getting hit pretty hard because it is seasonal. They're completely ignoring that California, like in LA and San Francisco, they're having a tough time right now. They're ignoring Oregon, which is really having a tough time. They're only focused on Texas and Florida for reasons that if you're not a partisan hack, you can easily figure out that DeSantis is a huge threat to them and they're going to come after him 
with full force. Um, and I mean, if there was election right now and, you know, it was DeSantis versus Biden or Kamala Harris, uh, I think DeSantis would win in like maybe the most extraordinary landslide we've ever seen, especially given this this Afghanistan debacle, which, you know, you and I can there's a bit more nuance to, the, to what we're seeing. But politically, it looks terrible for him. Um, and the fact that he's just nowhere to be seen addressing these things and you know because he's a senile old man suffering from dementia and they don't want to trot him out and have to feel difficult questions about one of the most astonishing foreign policy failures in recent memory you can't have a dementia president who they're propping up and telling you there's nothing wrong with answering those questions but uh you know uh, that's i'm going off on tangents uh yeah so back to back to the coronavirus uh, when the weather starts to get colder, these northern states are going to get hit with the, the Delta variant. And it's going to be very curious to see what happens. Uh, going back to what's going on in Israel with these vaccines, if if they are messing with people's immune systems like it seemed like they were with the animal trials and like they seem to be doing in Israel, um, it is going to be absolute chaos. And I am terrified to think about what sort of restrictions they're going to put in place and who they're going to scapegoat because we know there is absolutely no way in hell any of these people are going to take responsibility for anything, even though it's 100% entirely their fault. Every single thing about this pandemic is their fault from the creation of the virus in the first place to the fact that it escaped from the lab. It's literally 18,000% of this whole fucking thing is entirely their fault, but they have found a way to scapegoat regular guys like you and me simply because we do not want to take a experimental vaccine that may actually fuck with people's immune systems. And, and so, people buy it. People talking about fucking like, buy it. Talking about like the South and, and the increase that they're kind of seeing now, um, I, I've been kind of paying attention to where are the deaths coming from? And right now, a, a significant number of the increased deaths are coming from Mississippi. You know what Mississippi does extremely well? Produce morbidly obese fat asses. Like, so there you go. There you go. You know, this is, and, and this is stuff that you and I know. Like, if you're healthy, you're fine. If you're morbidly obese, yeah. have diabetes, like any other of these comorbidities, you're probably not going to do so high. And, and so yeah. it was interesting because. I used to be a big, big football guy. I guess to an extent I still am, but I, I just haven't been real, uh, paid a lot of attention over the last several years. But a few years ago, there was a, a study that was done on uh, Division I uh, recruits who, like, high school kids who got picked, who got recruited by D1 football teams. And from the state of Oregon, there were 30 D1 recruits who weighed 300 pounds from the state of Mississippi. There were 300 like wow. Mississippi yeah. produces fat people. And, you know, yeah. high, you know, high school football players, they're not all fat. They're a lot of big boys, but that's, the linemen are big. Right. But that's, you know, that's the people that live in that part of the country. So when you're seeing yeah. the increased death rates in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and they're like, oh, it's all the unvaccinated. No, it's all the fat asses. Like, they <laughs> have them in abundance. Like, yeah. No, and, and it goes, it goes like you and I could probably do an entire episode just like pointing out all the manners in which we know the public health establishment is completely full of shit. But this is a prime example. If they really were concerned about health and making sure people were healthy, they would be front and center saying, 
take your vitamin D, take your zinc, take your vitamin C, take your multivitamins, clean up your diet, get some exercise, get some sun, because these are things that you directly have complete control over. And these are things that will go incredibly far in making sure you don't get really sick if you get COVID. But they're not doing that. It's They told us to stay inside over a virus that spreads entirely inside. Okay. They literally gave us the worst possible advice they could have given us. And actively, there's no doubt about it, actively made this pandemic worse than it needed to be, particularly in the beginning in, in spring of 2020. There has been no useful advice whatsoever coming from these people. There is, there has been, it's all of your problems need to be solved by big farm and big government. Take the health out of your hands. Okay. I don't want you to make decisions for yourself. I don't want you to clean up your diet. I don't want you to exercise. I don't want you to take your vitamins. I don't want you to live a healthy lifestyle. I want you to take all these pharmaceutical problems. And if you even consider questioning me, I will vilify you to the high heavens. Okay. So I'm going to go to like full conspiracy theorists. Do it. Hear me out. We know, or at least have a pretty good idea from looking at timelines and stuff, that gain-of-function research and, and this sort of thing has been going on for a long time. This isn't something that they yeah. just started in the last two years. Like, this has been going on for a while. Additionally, there has been a pretty active campaign for probably a similar period of time for the whole body positivity thing and, you know, making it socially acceptable to be just morbidly obese. And at the same time, everything that you see mainstream that talks about actually like uh, that talks about losing weight, it's all the lose weight fast, like taking this drug or this supplement or whatever that is basically it, it's not about diet and exercise. It's about take this shit so you can lose weight. Like, and now we have a virus that kills people who can't breathe. Now, if you ever spent time, if you can't, if you've ever spent time around a morbidly obese person, it's a labor for them to breathe. Just still, oh, yeah. still not oh, yeah. doing anything. So, yeah. you know, it, like I said, full conspiracy theorists, but it does it not seem like it all just kind of plays together. It's like, all right, we're going to figure out how to kill off all the fat asses and we're going to make sure yeah. everybody's a fat ass. I mean, yeah, okay, it's a conspiracy, but it's it's backed by some evidence, you know. At the very least, you got to say like the the rapacious psychopaths have completely taken over every single industry in the world, from you know media to public health to government to advertising to you know they've always taken over Hollywood, late night television, everything, and they're all colluding to put forth like the most detrimental unhealthy messages to people especially the youth i mean it's it's at the point i'm really considering like should i even like i am very meticulous about what i let my son watch and it's become obvious i'm gonna have to do that throughout the course of uh of his entire life because i mean these these maniacs have just seized control of absolutely everything and make no mistake they are coming for your kids okay michael malice is is you know one of our favorite guys his said this over and over the left wants your kids the left thinks your kids belong to them to mold in their image um but going going back uh to what we were talking about earlier about like the, the health and the hospitalization stuff i'm actually curious like how many healthy people in their 20s 30s and 40s got sick with either covid or you know a seasonal cold had completely manageable symptoms 
And any other year, they would have just stayed home, taken their vitamins and drank their tea and kicked it within a week. But because of the constant hysteria, they went to the hospital and drove up hospitalization numbers. Okay, I have no because, doubt that happened by the tens of thousands. Because they weren't allowed to come back to work unless they had a, a negative COVID test. Like, right. you're sick, right. okay, you don't, you're sick, okay, you don't get to come back to work unless you have a negative COVID test. Uh, okay, so what yeah. if I don't get tested? Then you don't get to come back to work until you have a negative COVID test. Uh, okay, so, right. and then with the way that the PCR testing was being done, like at, at that point, okay, you can go back uh, a week later, when you're on the downhill side of it and you're not actually feeling sick anymore and you're still going to get a positive COVID test because you just fucking had it. Uh, you know, so yeah, like, and another know, like thing a, was a normal person would have had, you know, a runny nose and a little bit of a fever and taken a couple of days off work and then gone back and nobody would have thought yeah. anything of it. Uh, but with this, if you if you had a fever, then you had to provide a negative test. Like you had to prove that you did not have COVID so that you could come back to work. And yeah. And then everybody yeah, I, ends up yeah. having it. And, and and another thing that's conspiracy theorists were right, by the way, about how the PCR tests were complete bullshit. I mean, people like you and me were talking about that since spring of 2020. And I, you know, I have like certain friends I kept telling them, like, the, you know, the the death numbers and the hospitalization numbers, they're all hyperinflated because this PCR test is complete and total bullshit. The guy who created the PCR test explicitly said, this is not what I designed it for. You're using it wrong. It's resulting in millions and millions and millions of false positives. So all of these numbers are hyperinflated. Even the CDC came out a couple months ago and finally admitted that. But, um, you know, and just going back to what we were just discussing, I remember- And now mainstream media is backpedaling on that. They're, they're pretending that that didn't happen. Yeah, I know. It's like every once in a while, they'll like almost incidentally reveal something truthful and it'll get out there. But then they'll just like pretend that it never happened because like, oh, wow, that getting out may actually mess with like what our overall agenda is here. So we, we, we can't we got to pretend like that truthful thing never, never came out. Um, but I remember in 2015, I got like sick, which was with was like easily the worst cold of my life. Right. I had the fever for like four days, which is, you know, I usually have it for a couple of days. It lasts for like four days. It took me like two whole weeks to fully kick it. Uh, and I was in bad shape, but you know, I, I took my vitamins. I stayed home. You know, I, I was having a lingering cough probably for about like a month, which, which sometimes happens with really bad colds. Like you do have like that congestion that lingers in your, uh, in your lungs for like a, a couple months sometimes even. And it took me a while to get over, but I just got over it. I didn't think anything of it when it was over. Just like, man, that was the worst cold I ever had. But if that had happened in like 2020 or 2021, and I was one of these people who was completely freaked out about COVID-19, I probably would have thought I was dying. And I probably would have said, I probably would have gone to the hospital. I would have said, put me on a ventilator. I'm dying. And I would have been freaked out. I said, give me the vaccine as soon as you can. And it's, you know, there's, there's an element of that, like the unnecessary fear of, look, People got sick before COVID. I hate to break this to everyone, especially during the winter. Sometimes people got really sick. Some of these people wound up in the hospital. And unfortunately, some of these people died. Okay. And now everyone wants to pretend that like every time somebody dies from 2020 onward is because some right winger somewhere wasn't wearing his mask while he was showering. And he's like responsible for all these people dying, you know, but it's, it's, I just wonder how many people would have just gotten sick, dealt with it overcame it and then would have moved on. But because of all this hysteria, they panicked, they went to the hospital when they didn't need to. And it just further drove the hysteria that we saw. And, and what, what's really crazy to me is because they have, they have at least to some extent talked about it and admitted to it that 
a lot of the PCR testing was uh, cycling too high. And so there was, I think, I think it was even reported by possibly the New York Times. I can't remember. It was a, like, it was a major publication, uh, Wall Street Journal. Anyway, the, the, like, it was, they projected it was up to 80% false positives were being reported through most of that. And there was also a lot of reporting coming out that, uh, that, like, deaths were being overreported in a lot of yeah. places and stuff like that. But they never, no, no numbers were ever revised. Like, and they've, yeah. they've never, and they've never gone back. Like they've never put a cutoff for when the season would have ended. Like they've never, nothing's ever, it's just become this unending running total that they have openly admitted is way inflated, but they don't, they're not revising anything. Like they're not changing anything. They're just running with that number. Like it's true when it's not like not even remotely. No. No, it's, uh, you know, there, there's, um, you know, and I have this conversation with friends and they just like, I will show them the evidence. Like these numbers are bullshit. Like, I don't know exactly how inflated they are, but they're inflated by quite a bit. Um, and they'll just stare at me with like this lifeless cockeyed look. It's like, they just, they can't reconcile that they've been lied to about all of this. And, you know, they, they immediately go to, Oh, you think the virus is fake or what do you think we should have done? You know, people are dying, blah, blah, blah. They're like, as soon as you present someone with like strong arguments and evidence about what's going on and their only response is people are dying. Like you, you can be certain you're dealing with just like a mindless NPC freak and there's just no point in having any sort of discussion with them. Um, and there's a lot of those people, but I, to be a little bit white pilled here, I have noticed personally some people starting to come around. So a few people that I know personally, I've seen them come around a bit over the last six months and they're starting to wake up and realize that, a lot of this stuff is just not, how could they not? Okay. The, the pile of bullshit is taller than Mount Everest and it's staring us all right in the face. Okay. It's like, it's like in the middle of the town and you know, still most people just walk by it, like completely unaware. They have no interest in asking, Hey, what's this giant mountain of bullshit doing right here? But you know, some people are savvy enough to realize, Oh, there's this huge mountain of bullshit. I wonder what it's doing here. How did it get here? Why here? What's the purpose of it? And some people are finally starting to wake up and ask those questions, but not nearly enough. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And, and the the COVID cult is just like impressively fascistic. <laughs> I, I don't they're know how the, else the to worst cult of my lifetime. I don't know how else to explain it. Like uh, the people that just openly advocate for and demand that there should be mass mandates and vaccine mandates and all of this stuff. Like, and so I got into it. I, I don't want to say I got into it. I don't, uh, in order for me to actually consider it, uh, a viable, uh, argument, I have to believe that you, uh, have more than two brain cells to rub together. And most of these people, I don't think that's the case, but, uh, I kind of got into it with the, some folks, there was a post about, uh, New York has like these banners that say, get the fucking, get the fucking shot, oh, yeah. your fucking mask. Yeah. And I said, come fucking make me. And uh, and some dude was like, well, they're gonna with their mandates. I was like, that's not what I mean. Your mandates don't mean a goddamn thing to me. I, you can mandate whatever the fuck you want. I'm not going to do it. I've, I've spent half of my adult life driving without a valid driver's license. Obviously, I don't give a shit what your mandates are. Like, it's it, that doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, if you wait, wanna, wait, you mean you're. you're uh, go ahead. You know how to drive even though you don't have a license? Isn't that crazy? I, like, I'm. 
I didn't think you could drive without a license. Like that, that's what makes you able to drive. Like as soon as they give you that, then you can drive. Like you didn't know before, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I like, thought the ability to drive was granted to you by the magic of the government. That, that was, that's what I was under the impression of. Yeah. yeah. So, Just like your freedoms, they're granted to you by the magic of the government. Yeah. And your health as well. Your health is granted you by the magic of the government. But yeah, like their their mandates don't mean anything. Like, and that's what I said to the guy. I was like, no, I don't mean you rely on the government to mandate something. I don't fucking care what the government mandates. I'm not going to do it anyway. It's like, if you want me to get the shot, you physically come and make me. And they're like, oh, that's you're threatening. I was like, I'm not threatening anybody. You're the one that's trying to make me get a shot. Like, I'm just saying, if you want me to do it, you can come try to make me do it. And and if you can kick my ass and give me the shot, okay, then I'll take it. But until that point, and so then somebody else was, oh, it was some dumb shit about, well, fine, then uh, if you get sick, don't go to the hospital. And like, I, I did get sick and I didn't go to the hospital. And they're like, well, you can just get it as many times as you want and destroy your lungs. I was like, I run three to five miles a day. Um, I'm going to like, my legs are going to give out before my lungs do like the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, like yeah. the, just the, the unmitigated dumbassery that comes out of these people, because it doesn't matter what you say. They're just going to run off on another dumbass thing. And, and everybody in that thread was like, Oh, we're usually going to whine and cry if they put the mandate. It's like, I don't whine about anything. Like if I walk into a store and they tell me to wear the mask, I say, no, thank you. I don't do that. And if they say, well, then you have to leave. Then I turn around and leave. Like I get to choose where I, you know, do my business. There's, there's literally no place anywhere that I have to go to. I I choose where to spend my money. And and if they let me come in and they let me spend my money, then that's where I'll go. And if they tell me I have to wear a mask or I have to have a vaccine and I, or otherwise I have to get out and I leave. Like I, I don't argue. I don't say anything. I don't get shitty about it. I just leave. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's, there's a part of me that thinks like this, uh, these vaccine passports are maybe they're upset that the lockdowns didn't completely kill small business. They just like seriously damaged small business. And I like, okay, well we got to finish the job and these vaccine passports are the perfect way to do it because like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna patronize like any, like if I go in with the intention of like buying food somewhere and they don't check like whether or not I'm vaccinated, I'm going to remember them and I'm going to buy food from them on a consistent basis. Okay. Any place that tries to kick me out, um, you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to patronize them. And, and it's the same with tourists. Like if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to be allowed as a tourist into like any of these places. They're trying to kill small business. I have no doubt about that because there's no other logical explanation other than just full on totalitarian control, which probably is a bit of an explanation as well. But, you know, like going back to the COVID cult thing, uh, it's become obvious to me and I'm not, I'm not like a very religious person. It's become obvious. This is all the result of like a society without spirituality, because you notice the most like strident adherence to the COVID cult are all like mostly left wing people who tend to lean atheist. They have no religion. And, you know, it's not entirely true. There are some very religious people I know who, who have been, um, you know, very, uh, very adherent to the, to all the COVID stuff, but overwhelmingly it is people without religion and they, you will find something to worship. If it's not God or whatever it is that you uh, worship, or if you're just a spiritual person who worships the universe, if you don't do any of that stuff, you will find something to worship, whether it's the government or social justice warrior, wokeism or feminism or the Dr. Fauci and the COVID cults, you will find something to worship. And like, if you look at 
there's a big Hasidic community in, in certain parts of uh, New York where I live. And something I really admire about them is they're just not bending me. They're like, fuck you. We have our own community. You're not going to make us do any of this stuff. And, you know, what are you going to do about it? And part of the reason is because they're, they're just playing a different game. They have higher stakes than anything that could be measured in the physical realm on earth. And I think a lack of religion, a lack of spirituality is one of the main reasons that this, not just the COVID hysteria in general, but just the rampant statism is really flourishing in a way that you just, I never thought I would see. I, I sit back every single day and I'm not going to lie, I spend quite a bit of time completely demoralized as to how we have gotten to this point where the government in tandem with the pharmaceutical industry not only has taken upon themselves the authority to do this to everyone, but that at least in New York, the majority of people seem to be completely okay with it. And they think that you're a terrible person who needs to be punished if you're not okay with it. It is stunning to me. I cannot believe we're here. You got to get out of New York, man. <laughs> I, I do, man. I do. I know. Uh, I know. It's, uh, well, you know, and with the, this is the why, this is why, and uh, all of that stuff and like the places that are implementing that. I don't want to go any of those places anyway. Uh, like the, those, I don't, I don't have any desire to go there. Like it's, uh, it's not something that I'm interested in. Like even, yeah. even if there wasn't a vaccine passport or any of that stuff required for these places, they're just not places I want to go. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I disconnected with you for like two seconds, but yeah, but so You're like sideways. that's why Joe Biden is looking into making Look the screen. vaccine. That's why Joe Biden's looking into making the the vaccine passport national. He wants to make it to where there's no escape, to where you don't have a choice. You have to take this thing and you have to follow our orders. There's no federalism to where you can escape to a red state or a freer state. They are trying to make this national to where you have to bend the knee and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey, flip your screen and, and, sideways. Okay. Yeah, I got I got disconnected with some app. So I say I don't know why it's not uh, turning you back right side up, but it was just leaving you in the sideways position. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Do okay. We'll we'll close on this. Do you, because you are in New York, do you have any concerns that? Uh, your job or anything like that at this time it, or in the you know near future is going to make this a mandatory thing and uh, what is what are you what are your thoughts on that because like uh, I know at least I know at least one guy who has resigned from his job because of it uh, because they were it was it had been announced and he he's turned in a, re a letter of resignation basically and said, look, I, I'm not going to do this. So uh, I'm going to leave. And then I know somebody else who is uh, pursuing possible legal options for getting an exemption or something to, to not have to resign or to not uh, be allowed to be fired from a job that is also requiring uh, vaccin vaccination. So, do you see that possibly on the horizon uh, in your personal life? And if you do, what have you uh, have you 
thought about that or made any plans for that? Because I mean, that, that's that's as much as uh, I hate to admit it. That's probably the next step that we're all kind of looking at. Yeah, um, I have thought about it. They have not mandated it yet, and I know most, like most of my friends, the businesses they work at, they have mandated it. But most of them, they don't care. They're taking the vaccine. So if it ever comes to the point where my job is going to mandate it, I am going to be a good compliant citizen and take the vaccine. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I have thought about it because I, I could see where I work possibly coming to that conclusion. I, t I talked to our, our HR guy and he told me that it wouldn't happen. But his reasoning for why it wouldn't happen uh, seemed a bit naive and optimistic. Like, like his, the logic that he was using was uh, was not COVID world logic. He was using like normal world logic, and uh, so it's one of those things that I could see happening. And I, I will not quit, and, but I also will not do it. Like, and I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm going to be very upfront. Like I will not do this. And if that's going to be a problem, somebody can walk my ass out the door, but I'm going to keep coming to work and I'm going to do my job until you physically remove me from the premises. Like, and I mean, they can shut my badge off and not let me in the door, I guess, but, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the approach that I'm taking. Like I, I I'm really doubling down on this. Uh, you physically come make me not, or, you know, come make me like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to initiate aggression on anybody. I'm just going to live my life. And if you want to make me come right along, let's fucking do it. Well, God bless you for having that mindset, man. And I, I believe you'll follow through on it. But before we fully sign out, um, and I've, I've heard, I forget which podcast I was listening to, but they brought it up and I thought it made a lot of sense. Do you think the reason they're so desperate to get every single person vaccinated is because they don't want a control group? Like they have a fear of what's going to happen once this uh, new Delta wave comes to people who are vaccinated and they don't want, they don't want it to be demonstrated what's not happening to people who have been unvaccinated. So they're desperate to eliminate the control group any way they can. And that's why they're desperate to, to mandate this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's definitely a, a good case. Cause like, that's something that I've kind of said all along. Like, if you look at these vaccines and especially when you look at the 20 years of trials and the stuff that happened and like, okay, they're, they're setting the vaccinated right up. Now. Yeah. They're setting, they're setting the vaccinated up in a pretty bad position. It's like, if you're, you know, if you're trying to kill off people, which I don't believe that that's a deliberate, I don't believe that they're deliberately trying to kill off people. I just think there's a, a certain aspect of, control that they'll take to whatever to whatever limit they need to uh and if that in and if that involves killing off people they're they're not going to get butthurt about it but i i've always i've always said like you're setting a really odd precedent because the people who don't want the masks the people who don't want the vaccines the people who are going to openly reject this and defy this they're the people who aren't going to get along with you after all the ones who are compliant die off. Like it, it seems like a really odd strategy. If you're trying to create this more compliant world to have all these non-compliant people not dying because they refuse your bullshit. And 
yeah i mean that that would make sense like it it would justify the push for a hundred percent vaccination no matter what it's that way nobody can look and say oh look we've gone through delta variant and epsilon variant and gamma variant and whatever else and all of these people who got vaccinated are way worse and the ones who didn't just keep on going on with life even the ones who got sick because uh, okay yeah they they talk about the percentages of how many people who are unvaccinated are dying but they always put it in the percentage number they don't ever give you the actual statistic because it's really fucking low it's not a lot so yeah and 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 what's crazy about that is because the number is so low the percentage who are unvaccinated that are dying the like the number of people uh who are vaccinated and are still dying like it's a it's a it's a pretty significant number as far as that you know that small that small little figure of total deaths goes it's a pretty significant number that are, are vaccinated versus unvaccinated like yes the percentages look bad but the total numbers uh like look worse for the vaccinated so yes yeah well, you know, unlike the vaccinated wish death upon us, I'm not going to wish death upon the vaccinated because I'm just better than them. Yeah. So, you know, I hope they don't. I'm not. I'm not wishing they die. I, I just want all of this to be behind us. I want all of this. I want a pre-COVID world to live in, but it seems increasingly this is not going to happen. Yeah. Hope. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Maybe after we run through enough enough variants, we'll be the only ones left, and then we can have our uh, Ancapistan. Maybe, maybe. All right. This was a lot of fun. We'll uh, see. We're going to have to do it again because you brought up Afghanistan and I really I, I've been doing a bunch of interviews lately, so I haven't gotten to talk about current current event stuff as quite as much. And uh, I do want to touch on Afghanistan because that is really interesting. So see, we may have to come back here in a couple of weeks and just do a Afghanistan conversation. Maybe get maybe get a couple other people and do like a uh, Afghanistan roundtable. Let's do it, man. Okay, just let me know. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, have a good one. Take care, man.